Amen. Welcome, Pastor. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One of the highest, one of the highest human duties, is the duty of okay. One of the highest duties is the duty of encouragement. It's easy to pour cold water on people's enthusiasm. It's easy to discourage others. The world is full of discouragers. Believe me, folks, you know it's true. But we have a Christian duty, and that is to encourage others, to encourage one another. And many times, a word of praise or a word of thanks or a word of appreciation or a cheer has kept people on their feet. I want to read to you tonight, Romans chapter 1, verse 12, and it says, (laughs) That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Have you ever been encouraged by someone's faith? Man, we do it every Sunday in our church. We have a sharing time. People share what God has been doing, so they're sharing their faith, and we are getting encouraged by other people's faith. It is awesome. And as Christians, we are called to encourage one another. Friendly intercommunication hones the personality. Yes, it does. It's not about you. It's about God, and it is about others. Yes, sadly, too many people are focused on themselves, their own ideas or their own idealistic um, programs or whatever, and it's all about personal gain and climbing the social ladder, climbing the corporate ladder. But folks, if you want to get on good with Jesus, you become a servant and he will raise you up. You don't have to climb. God will do the raising up for you. It's so true. It used to be common to see the host of the table sharpening the carving knife. Yes. And drawing each side of the cutting edge against a hardened steel rod with fine ridges. Just as the action of iron against iron sharpens, so the interchange of ideas among people makes them more acute in their thinking. Sharing Each other's opinions helps us broaden our view and asking questions sharpens our wits. Yeah, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. As Christians gather for fellowship, they share. Yes, they share. They share revelations of scripture. They share last week's teaching. They share the latest testimony. They share a word from a prophet. They share how much Christian music has spoken to them. That's what Christians do. They share the love of God. And we should be getting into that. Let iron sharpen iron and so let a person sharpen their friend. The idea is that people grow from the interaction with one another. To a large extent, we already do this. Encouragement is received during our sharing time uh, and also in our discussion style. And we had a a 
a connect group, a Zoom group, where we Zoom all over the world just prior to this, and we we talked about, everybody shared how they had been sharing with others, and it was really good to hear some fantastic um, ceremonies, testimonies, I mean. So... In our discussion style home groups, we also, um, through the calling, sorry, we also share through the calling and visiting of each other. And this is a good thing because iron sharpening iron goes on to build the body. Yep. We're called, folks, to encourage one another. That's a calling, part of our calling, encourage one another. That's what we're called to do. If you want to note Paul's humility and graciousness, he was not above being helped by other saints. Can you receive help and encouragement from other saints? I hope so, because that's what it's all about. Paul is talking about ministering to one another. Remember that ministry is serving within the church structure. We've been given spiritual gifts and God expects us to use them both within the body of the church and also outside of the church. Yes, folks, this is the revelation of the day. Your spiritual gifts are to be used inside the church and outside of the church building. In fact, the majority of our ministry should be outside of the building. Do you think sinners... Unchristian, non-Christian people are going to walk through the doors of your church? Well, think again, brother and sister, because they will not. Some might, but not many. We've got to get out there, share the word of God, share a testimony, pray with them so they have their own testimony, and then they will come through the doors to be discipled. That's how... The process works. We have been given spiritual gifts and God expects us to use them, both inside and outside the church. Encouraging one another is more than using spiritual gifts. Practicalities also come into everyday life. Sharing the God stuff, folks, is only the beginning. Yes, Sharing the God stuff is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. What about putting your faith to work? Now, there's a new concept I hadn't thought of in the last 10 years. Putting my faith to work. How do I do that? Well, maybe you could invite someone around for a meal. Now, there's a novel idea. Or maybe you could help somebody do their shopping. Wow, well, never thought of that. I mean, you go down the supermarket and you see a person struggling with the trolley. Help them take it back to the car. And don't accept any money. Just say, good on you, mate. God bless you real good. Maybe you could prepare a meal for someone who's sick. That's nice, isn't it? You're on your sick bed. Hello. Oh, here you go, boss. Old mate has bought around a meal for you. Wow, thank you so much. I've been dying of starvation for three days and 
Wow, God has answered the prayer. No, but seriously, folks, there are things that we can do to help one another, and we should do those things. There are many ways that we can help others. Let's get involved with God, you know? Do the God stuff, the stuff that God wants you to do. Just go and do it and get blessed. Just do the God stuff and get blessed. He'll bless you. I love the simple ideas of putting our faith to work. These are very practical ways of helping one another and a great way to outwork our Christianity because we, you, you and me, we are called to encourage one another. God, folks, God has good news. God has got some good news. It's promised in the Old Testament and centred in Jesus' life. He came to earth, died and rose again, and he saves all that will trust in him. He alone purchased salvation. Yes, he paid the price for salvation. And this message must be preached to the whole world. Why? Because the gospel is the power of God to salvation. The gospel alone is the power of God to salvation. This is why we must encourage one another. Believers should be gripped by the gospel and should be controlled by the gospel. And through his church, I'm talking Jesus, through his church, God is calling people out of this world, out of this planet, away from worldly things, and he's calling people into the kingdom of God. That's what he's doing. He's calling you, come, come out of the world, come into the kingdom of God. That's what he wants. Are you the church? Are you calling people to Jesus Christ? Are you another brick in the wall? Are you like ten bricks down from the cornerstone? I don't know. But Jesus is the cornerstone. I know that. The apostles and prophets of old are the pillars. And I know that. And each person that receives Jesus as their Lord and Saviour is another brick in the temple. It's metaphorical talk. But you get the drift, I'm sure. Religions, folks. I've got no time for religion. Religions are man's search for God. The gospel is God's search for man. Hey, did you get it? I'm going to read it again because, just in case you missed that one, this is pretty cool. Write this one down. Religions are man's search for God. The gospel is God's search for man. There are many religions, folks, but there's only one gospel. Oh yeah, baby, only one gospel. When you encourage people through your Christianity... 
You are doing it in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ. Not in the name and the power of a dead prophet, but in the name and the power of the one who has risen from the dead. Jesus. Good on you, Leela. We'll stick that one up there for a few moments. Okie dokie. So when you encourage people through your Christianity, you're doing it in the name and the power of Christ. This also means that when you encourage, oh, when you encourage people, you are actually being empowered, empowered by Christ. When you encourage people, you are being empowered by Christ. Have you ever considered that you, a believer, being empowered by Christ, could go up to someone and bring them encouragement that helps to build in them a healthy view of Christianity and helps to deepen their relationship with God? This is our call. We're called to encourage one another. All right, let me wrap it up. Summary. Iron sharpens iron, help one another, encouraging one another. I'll run through them again. One, iron sharpens iron. Two, help one another. Three, encourage one another. Let me finish up with a scripture from the book of Hosea 11, 1 to 4. In this passage, God reveals himself as a father who is tender, close to his children and sensitive to their needs, teaching, encouraging, helping and helping them growing up is not something that God leaves to chance. Growing up is not something God leaves to chance. God doesn't do chance. Okay? God doesn't do chance. God is directive. Go straight for the heart. As children, we also need to teach. Help and encourage one another. Not in our strength, but in his. Not in our strength, but in his. When Israel was a child, I loved him out of Egypt. I called, out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more I called Egypt, the more I called Israel, the further they went from me. They sacrificed. I can't even read it too far away. They sacrificed to the boats and they burned incense. The Baals, they sacrificed to the Baals and they burned incense. And, uh, and uh, to images. Was I who taught Ephraim to walk, teaching them by the arms? But they did not realise it. Was I who healed them? Lead them with the cords of human kindness, with the ties of love, 
I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down to feed them. That's God, folks. You want to know what the heart of God is? You go and read Hosea 11, 1 to 4. You'll see the heart of God. So as Christians, we also need to reach, teach, help and encourage one another. Not in our strength, but in his. Take that model that you've seen of God. Take the model you know of Christ. Man, who like preaches and feeds people fish and loaves from a kid's lunch? Like, is it only someone with a beautiful heart that does that sort of thing? I mean, do you make a meal for people? I'm not saying you have to make a meal for thousands. But you can make a meal for one or two. Man, that's what Jesus did when he preached. And you know what we do in our church? We have a luncheon after church. We preach. Then we have a feed. Is it not a biblical concept? Hello? Of course. Fellowship. Encouraging one another. Building one another up. Iron sharpens iron. I am weak, says Ernie, but thou art strong. Help and encourage one another, not in our strength, but in his strength, says Leela. It's a quote from somewhere in the scriptures. So take it on board today, folks. Think about it. Go encourage someone. Give someone a call. Go for a visit. Share a prayer. Or pick up your ukulele and sing the scriptures to them. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight's message. We thank you that we're able to encourage one another. And I pray, Lord, that we do. That we get up out of our chairs. We take steps towards encouragement for others. We pray your blessing upon us now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.